going on everyone happy wednesday i am having a wonderful day i'm doing something out of the norm that i don't usually get to do on a wednesday if you listen to my last episode then you already know i put in my notice at my job um really right now i'm my last day is saturday so i'm using up Whatever time I have that needs to be used up, sick time, personal time, PTO, whatever I can do, I'm using that up before my last day. So I took the day off, I'm using my sick time, and I told myself, you know, just after a little bit of a conversation the other night where I realized I don't feel like I'm being present sometimes because I'm always thinking about what's next or what responsibilities I have or what I need to do. Like, who remembers when you were a little kid and you used to look at the clouds and guess like what shapes they make and genuinely just sit there looking at the sky, finding different pictures in the clouds and and feeling happy in that moment. Like, oh, that one's a dinosaur. Oh, cool. That one looks like a, a SpongeBob. I don't know. Or when we're young and we look at the stars at night, like trying to find constellations or just just pointing out the stars at night in the sky. I think, actually, I know we get so caught up in our everyday life, like at least for me with the way my job was set up, it was very all consuming. Like they want your full time. They want your after hours. They want you to dedicate basically your entire life to their brand and the cause. And it becomes overwhelming when you're working frequent hours. I was going home at night and like waking up in the middle of the night wondering, did I do something for work? Did I finish that one work task? Or what is this client going to say when they call me tomorrow? I'm sorry, but I can't live that way. And that, that's kind of ridiculous to me. You stop being present and just enjoying simple moments like looking at the sky. So today I decided I was going to go for a walk and just journal in my manifestation journal and listen to, you know, some meditation, some audiobooks at the park. And as I was driving, um, I'm at a red light and I noticed there's like this bright yellow sign in the corner. It looks like the back of a bodega or a corner store. And there's just like this yellow triangular shape popping out. I'm like, okay, what is that? And it's in Spanish, but it says, it says community fridge gratis. Um, I don't speak Spanish, but I know in French, gratuit means free. And I see a big yellow sign that says community fridge. I'm like, oh, that's so dope. It's a, it's a free food refrigerator for the community. Just like in the corner, nicely tucked behind a bodega. So before the light turned green, I stopped and I took a picture just because that's the first time I've ever seen that. I've never, ever seen a refrigerator, a working refrigerator in the middle of the hood with a sign that says free food for the community. 
Now, I think that's beautiful. I think that's amazing. And honestly, I feel inspired to do more things like that for the community. That takes little to no effort. If they already have the refrigerators, they already have the connection they need through the store. Anyone, I'm sure, can put, can donate to that cause. So now that I know that's there, I'm really excited. I can't wait next time I do groceries to just throw a couple of things in there in that community fridge and give back. I don't know about you guys, but there's nothing in this world that I know of that's free. So just for that to be like an attempt to give back to the community, I think that's beautiful. And I think more people should know about that. Like there's things that we can do, small things like that as a community to help one another. Sorry for the noise, y'all. I guess it's a gorgeous day today. It is beautiful. I think it's almost 80 and it's October. And I just coincidentally decided I was going to call out today. I'm so happy, but I'm at the park and it's kind of crowded. There are a lot of cars. So if you hear cars in the background, that's why busy day. Everybody's outside and I'm glad I get to enjoy this walk. Like I was beginning to feel like my entire life revolved around work. I mean, work is the place that sees you the most frequently every day for eight hours a day, five days a week, sometimes six days a week. And then when work is overwhelming and you're dealing with high stress situations, naturally that bleeds into your after work, which is just a couple hours to what have dinner, go to bed, wake up and get ready the next day to go back to work. Now, I'm not downing work. And I'm not downing like the routine of work. All I'm saying is that for me, work was becoming all encompassing in my life. And I stopped doing things like taking a moment to look up at the sky. I stopped doing things like going for a walk on a nice day and and journaling and meditating. If I'm being real with myself, the last time I can remember just going for a walk and and pouring into myself and doing something I enjoy, which is completely free, zero cost, was college. It's like once you get into corporate America, you become an adult, we have this idea that we can't stop. We have to go, keep going, keep going, keep going. What's next, what's next, what's next? And that's fine, but when you stay in that mindset of like grind mode, work mode, bills, responsibilities, you know, what needs to get done at all times. It's impossible to be present in the moment. There's no way I've been driving. Sometimes I know everyone has these moments and you get to your destination and you don't even remember anything about the drive. You don't remember anything because you're just in your head or you're thinking about whatever you just, you have to do moving forward or whatever you just came from doing. And it's just muscle memory. Your body just drives the car and you get there. But I don't want to live that way. When I'm driving, I want to notice the the leaves changing. It's gorgeous right now with the fall coming and all of the beautiful colors and the leaves. It's so beautiful. There's people, there's tourists that come to Boston, to these areas in New England, just to see the leaves. Now, when you're from here, you live here every day. Um, trust me, that's the last thing I'm sure you're thinking about. You're like, listen, I got things to do. Nobody has time to stop and look at the leaves. Okay. Every year this happens, but I don't want to be that way. 
I don't want to stop acknowledging like the simple beauties life has to offer. And I almost think that's the main thing that differentiates children and adults. Children are so present in every moment. They're so centered. They feel pure joy. They allow themselves to. They're not worried about, you know, what they're going to be doing next week or what they had to do like the other night. Children are genuinely present. And they enjoy things and they pay attention to the little things and they allow themselves to feel good without being burdened. And, you know, maybe that just comes with life and aging. Naturally, as you get older, you have more responsibilities. But I think it's important to still keep some of that childlike innocence, still keep some of those ways. I think there's nothing more beautiful than an innocent child, just a kid in the park flying a kite or enjoying an ice cream, being happy. That's this, that's a very simple moment. But to them, cloud nine, nothing is better than that moment, eating that ice cream cone. Nothing is better than that moment flying that kite, just happy to be there. I don't want to become a robot in today's world. I don't want to become just like a working, you know, a working robot. So if this resonates with you, I challenge you, do what you need to do. I'm not saying completely abandon your responsibilities, stop going to work or anything like that. But if you have the time that you can take off, if you know that your job can be without you for one day, go for a walk. Go do something you used to enjoy as a child. Go get an ice cream cone. Go fly a kite. Go look at the clouds and find the shapes that they make and just be there in that moment. All right, I'm going to go have this walk. Um, Talk soon. I hope you guys can hear me, but I went on my walk. I found a nice little spot near the sun on a rock very scenic here with lots of trees and greenery. It's beautiful. I did a guided meditation um, and this guided meditation was on self-compassion, which I feel like is very important. You know, sometimes we're hardest on ourselves than we even are other people. And it's easier to be compassionate towards other people than it is to just give yourself a little bit of grace. So I wanted to acknowledge that today. And then after I did my guided meditation, I read a scripture from the Bible. Now, if you listen to the last episode that I did, you will understand why this scripture has so much significance right now in the place I'm at in my life. Also, I don't go looking for any specific scripture. This is just the one that my Bible app is showing me for the verse of the day. And then I read, you know, farther down and find something that resonates with me. So I'm going to start off by reading the parts of the scripture that stood out to me the most, um, which is why I know this is a scripture that I needed to read today. It's Luke chapter 12, Verse 14. 
I'm sorry, verse 15. Then he said to them, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Being in the luxury retail industry and seeing massive amounts of wealth each day, even if you're not intentionally doing it, it can be very easy to like subconsciously fall into jealousy, into, you know, wanting the things that you see other people are able to have, vacation homes, yachts, you know, investment properties, hundreds of thousands of dollars just to design the interior of their million dollar home, right? It can be easy to fall into, you know, I want this lifestyle. I want to have the things. I want the luxury that life has to offer, right? Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Then there's also this that says, and then he told this parable, the ground of certain rich man yield an abundant harvest. Insert my last episode, I mentioned, you know, season of sowing, season of harvest, right? The ground of certain rich man yield an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barn and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get to have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. So in this parable, this man is very blessed. He has not just enough, but he has a surplus of grain. And he's asking to himself, what am I going to do with all of this grain for myself? I know I'll tear down my barn and big, build bigger barns to hold all my surplus. And then I'll live happily ever after. I won't have to work as hard. I can just chill and be merry, right? But God said to him, you fool. So clearly this isn't pleasing to God. You have surplus and you're finding more ways to store it for yourself. He said, this is how it will be for whoever stores up things for themselves and is not rich towards God. Isn't that, it's crazy how God knows what you're dealing with within your heart as much as you want to ignore it. Anyone that stores up possessions for themselves won't be rich towards God. Crazy. So immediately that tells me I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now that I'm supposed to be 
working on my pride, certain levels of greed that I may have, you know, wanting more for just myself and not thinking about how I can give back, not thinking about how I can share the things that I have, just feeling down because in my eyes, it feels like I have less than others. This next part is Luke 12, verse 22. It says, do not worry. Also, for anyone interested, I'm reading from the New International Version, which I think is much easier to understand than like the King James or anything like that. But whatever Bible you have works. Do not worry. Then Jesus said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about life. You will eat. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and body and more than clothes. Consider the ravens. Okay, then he goes into the birds and how they live their life and, you know, they don't have earthly possessions. Another part that stood out to me big time is verse 25, which says, who of you be worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about rest? Who of you be worrying can add a single hour to your life? That tells me, what does God say about worry and fear? It doesn't add life to you. If anything, it takes away from your rest, from your peace, from everything he's called us to have. So immediately we know worry is not of God. And it's only going to take from you. It's only going to steal from you, worrying. He said, who of you worrying can add a single hour to your life? What benefit do you get from it? Verse 29. And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek the kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. Your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you. It's so beautiful. He said, because worry doesn't add to your life, stop worrying. Stop worrying about what you'll eat. Stop worrying about what you'll drink. Stop worrying about what you're going to wear. Because your father, your parent, your provider, your protector already knows you need them. So if he knows that there's a need, you're going to receive it. But seek first his kingdom and seek him first so that God can give to you. 
This is such an important scripture to where I'm at right now in my life. I feel like, all right, God, I'm transitioning. I'm moving into a place where I want to be fulfilled. I want to have a life that brings me passion and joy. So I know I have to, I have to move forward with my education. I have to grow my knowledge in certain field. And part of me feels like going back to school is kind of like step backwards. It feels like I'm being demoted, going from a higher paying job with a title and a position to being a student again, to a lower paying job, to working on my financial situation while moving back home, which is absolutely not what I wanted for myself, not what I saw for myself. But if I know that God is working on these things within me, he's working on greed, he's working on me not worrying, he's working on, you know, me making sure that I'm giving back and me making sure that I'm not looking for earthly possessions just for myself and trusting him and giving back to the kingdom then I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. Regardless of the title, regardless of the pay rate, regardless of, you know, what the world may see, I think this is a time in my life where I know I have to be confident in who God says I am, who I know I am, without the title, without the pay. If I know I have the dream that God's placed inside of me, then I know that there's no obstacle that's going to get in my way that's going to stop me. Even if that means going back to a place that I think I've already I've already surpassed, even if that means starting over. Because God said it's not about how much you can store up on earth for yourself. It's not. It's not about worrying about what you're going to have. It's about giving back to his kingdom. It's about showing and being love to other people. And none of that includes greed. And then at the end of the verse, it says, you know, for where your treasure is, is where your heart is. Anyone that goes to church has heard that before. I feel like Christians use that frequently whenever it's time to do offering or tithe. Where your heart is, is where your treasure is, typically. And that is usually where what our money is. And that's already problematic for God because our heart should be with him not in money, not in earthly possessions, not in what we can attain or achieve in life. So that's what I'm learning right now. I'm learning, okay, God, you've put me in this place. You know where I'm at. You know I'm supposed to be here right now. What is it that I'm supposed to be showing others? What is it that I'm supposed to be learning right now? How can I give back to your kingdom? How can I be of help to someone else? Instead of just focusing on myself and the things that I want to achieve, I don't want to be someone who's greedy, regardless of the amounts of money that I have. Like, we all know that money doesn't buy happiness. I've seen it firsthand. I've worked with a lot of very, very wealthy people who mentally are not wealthy. And if he says, For your father already knows you need these things. Don't worry. 
That's so exciting. I don't even have to worry about what my next steps are going to be. God already knows. It's already set out for me. All I had to do was decide to make a change, decide to live a fulfilling life, decide to stop being a work robot and to be centered, present, and to hear from God, to pour into myself, to love myself, regardless of what the world is saying is to be loved, regardless of the world is saying is is luxury, regardless of what the world is saying is you need to have these things, you need to be this rich to be successful, to be seen. I disagree. I think that wealth comes from how you can help others. So I hope that everyone that I come across feels like I help them in some way. Even my coworkers for the job that I'm leaving, it touches me to hear like, you know, I'm so sorry you're leaving. I'm happy to meet you. You're such a good person. It touches me to be able to pour into someone that needs advice to tell someone encouraging words when they're feeling down. I know that there was a reason why I was in this position and I met some amazing people. God was using me in that place and I didn't see it. And now God's gonna use me in the next position in my life. And he's gonna continue to work on me. He knows the parts of your heart that need to be clean. He knows that maybe I'm struggling right now with earthly possessions and and wanting things for myself and, and maybe I'm struggling with greed. but I'm able to take accountability and acknowledge, you know, where I can continue to grow and where I can change and be better for myself and for others. So I hope this helps you today.